This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And welcome back to Mads World. I'm your host, Mads, and I hope you've been enjoying the show so far. It's been a bank holiday this weekend in London, so obviously I've been out and about doing all sorts of things, and I have lost my voice a little bit, so you'll just have to go with it this week. If you have been enjoying the show, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review, as it's the simplest way to help me out, or find me on social media and tell all your friends about it. I've decided to start reading out my favourite reviews each week from Apple Podcasts, so go and leave a review and I might read it out. My favourite review this week is from Chazza-1 titled, Makes Me Feel Normal. Chazza says, from disastrous dates to flinging feces out windows, this podcast has you feeling safe in the knowledge that you're not a weirdo. Well, you are, but you're just not alone. Fab listen, very real and down to earth, love it, X. Thank you so much, Chazza. This week, I'm lucky enough to be joined by queer body acceptance content creator Sarah Puto, aka Saggy Sarah on social media. Sarah posts photos to assist others in unlearning societal standards regarding different body aspects and overcoming their body insecurities by showing how bodies look different from being relaxed versus posed and posting about different body aspects such as body hair, cellulite, stretch marks, etc. with the goal of normalising these things. In this episode, we chat about body acceptance, why trends surrounding women's bodies are so dangerous, challenging our internal bias and stopping the negative thought spiral about our bodies. Oh, and of course, our funniest date stories as always. Hello, Sarah. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I know it's taken us a few goes to get this organized, so I'm really pleased we can finally make it work. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me as well. Well, let's jump into our speed date question round, just so everyone listening can learn a little bit more about you. So my first question is, what are you most passionate about? So that kind of changes a lot I'm like one of those people that's like I'm really (laughs) passionate about this thing and then I'm like passionate about it for like a month and then I'm like cool next thing um but the like (laughs) basic like thing that's like always been there is like mental health awareness and just really caring about that and the education of mental health amazing and I feel like the work that you do through social media like you can definitely see that as well I mean you're helping so many people with the content you create which we'll get into a little bit later Um, My next question for this round is, what is your favorite recent pop culture moment or meme? You can be a meme as well. Okay, so it's kind of like a meme, but not really. But it's also not Uh super recent. (laughs) But basically the 1975 tour and... Oh, 
Yeah. Obsessed. <laughs> the way it oh was my god, on I'm TikTok. so glad you said that. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh yeah, that just got me flustered all over <laughs> Maddie again. I'm obsessed. And have you seen their concert in um is it Lollap no not Lollapalooza. Was it Lollapalooza? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, like down in in somewhere hot and they just did so much. I was like, this yes. is exactly what I needed to see today. And I wake up every morning. I'm like, what's Maddie Healy been up to for the last 24 hours? Let's find out on TikTok. Did you see the Spanish version of Don't Throw Menthols on the stage? Oh my God. Don't like obsessed. menthols. <laughs> I was just like, I love you. Oh, so good. I'm so glad you said that. Every, I, I, none of my friends are like as obsessed as I am. So every time I talk about it, they're like, shut up. <laughs> no, because same. And then I designated one of my friends to be like the person who I send all the all of, like Maddie Healy memes to, but he doesn't actually really care at all. I'm just like, have these. <laughs> yeah, it's just like an outlet. Like, just take it, take it away from me. Oh, amazing. And um, well, this probably is a nice lead into my next question. Who is your current celeb crush? Surprise, surprise, it is Maddie Healy. <laughs> Same. I yes. say this so much. Fully same. Him and Sam Fender, I'm just like, I just want to be with you. I don't even care if you're problematic, which is just so, so unlike bad. me. It's so bad. And I'm like, why am I like this? And it's so bad. Like, oh. uh, just being like, oh, who's your celebrity crush? I'm like, oh, Maddie Healy. <clears throat> I don't really have one at the moment, actually. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm so glad that you've said that. Makes me feel better. (laughs) Evan Peters. Okay, love him too. Oh, and Paul Mescal. It's just like, it's all just like the TikTok hype, (laughs) hyped up, like these weird fangirl. Do you know what? But it's probably like the fangirl community that I love more, you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. I love the comments. I love scrolling through the comment section and just laughing because people are so creative and fun. I'm just like, yes. (laughs) Oh. So, so good. Um, My last question for this round is, what is your funniest dating story? Because this is primarily a dating podcast and that's what I love to bring it all back to. So please hit us with your best dating story. Yes, I actually like had to think about this for such a long time because a lot of my dating stories are either just like sexual or traumatizing, (laughs) but the funniest one, (laughs) we'll get into that one because yeah. (laughs) But basically, um, this was kind of like after I broke up with my long-term boyfriend. So I was kind of just like not sure how to date and mm-hmm. be a normal human being in the dating life. <laughs> so then <Yeah. laughs> um, I was just like going on random dates and stuff. And this was also when I had just moved into a new apartment as well. So eventually when like I brought someone back. I was just kind of like, I don't have a couch for us to sit on. So I just like squished my bed blanket into this like couch. And I was like, oh, here's my couch. And just stuff like that. And I also didn't have electricity at the time because I literally went there. What? The day after I got my keys. So I hadn't set up my electricity. So I was like, cool, I've got these candles anyway. And then at least... Like they were going along with it and they didn't judge me. And they're just like, oh, it's like a little ritual. Haha. And I was like, yeah. Oh my God. It's like the you've created this romantic scenario out of nowhere. And he's probably like, this isn't really intense. But I love You're it. like, whoa. <laughs> 
Oh, so good. Oh, I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, so So I've asked you on the podcast, (laughs) I've asked you on the podcast to chat about body acceptance because you do some amazing work on social and I've honestly been following your page for so long and I just think the content you put out there is so different and it's so brilliant. And I just thought you could go ahead and tell me and our listeners a little bit about the work you do online and on social media and in regards to body and skin and body hair acceptance and and why why you started doing that. Okay, so yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, basically, I do body acceptance and body neutrality. Those are like my main two focuses. And I'll usually post either comparison posts showing a pose, like me posed, and how you would typically see someone on Instagram versus relaxed, just not flexing, not sucking my stomach in, and just vibing in my human body. And then sometimes like showing that comparison really gives you a visual representation of like seeing how much difference there is between posing and not posing because we typically see posed bodies constantly on social media while we're just sitting down scrolling. So when we see those posed bodies, we're like, well, I don't look like that. It's like, you're not meant to look like that 24-7. <laughs> I think it's so important for people to see that as well. And I, there's there's not many people out there doing that. And I think, you know, I hate saying that it's quite brave because it shouldn't be, but it is quite brave. And I think, yeah, you're helping so many people through that content. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I always like don't know what to say when people say it's brave because I'm like, it is if you think about it because of the society we live in. Can't really ignore that. but then. Yeah, it's just one of those things that I'm like, thank you. I will take it as a compliment. <laughs> I mean, you absolutely should. I th- it's a lot of work as well. Like, the, I mean, even having a podcast, I'm like, God, there's just so much to think about and thinking of new content ideas and, you know, are people going to like this and putting that out there when you have such a, a big and vast audience as well. And I'm assuming, like, do you get a lot of trolls too? Because, you know, there's a lot of horrible people, <laughs> especially men on the internet. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it actually gets gets like exhausting and I'm sure I'll get into it later with like some examples and things because I have so many it actually is horrible but lately I haven't had that many but that's because like also my stuff isn't getting onto the explore page which is where I usually get all the hate from but and that's because Instagram changed their um guidelines So all of my photos are now flagged as nudity or sexual solicitation. And I had to delete a ton of photos. And now I'm trying to figure out like a way to like put more clothes on, I guess. (laughs) So it's really frustrating (laughs) (laughs) because it's like, I'm just trying to help and getting flagged for all these things. It's just, it's really frustrating. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. And um, when you're saying that you're trying to help, like obviously I I think you're helping so much, but why do you think it is important and what made you want to start making content like this to help people? Yeah. So basically um, back in 2016, 2017, I was a fitness account and I was Mm -hmm. just posting like my workouts and what I ate and I'd like exaggerate what I ate and only pose posed photos of me flexing and like at certain times and be like, Oh, just worked out. Even though I didn't just work out, but you know, like feeding into that whole like fitness influencer thing, nothing against fitness influencers. I was just taking it to the next level. And I was like, this is so fake because I would just look at myself and then compare myself to other fitness creators and be like, why don't I look like that all the time? Is there something that's wrong with me that I'm doing wrong with my workouts and 
not getting like the same results as them because mm-hmm. I just assumed they looked like the version of them that they displayed on Instagram 24-7. Yeah. So then that's when I kind of started posting like those Instagram versus reality things in mm-hmm. 2017, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, from there on, it helped me when I posted that and then other like content creators who also did fitness were like, whoa, I actually also feel like that. And I felt literally exactly the same where I thought I was doing something wrong and, (laughs) you know, like still the whole comparison thing. And then after that, it kind of like blew up. Mm -hmm. So that's when I just fully committed to switching off like the fitness content and not like feeding into not only my like insecurities but like any insecurities that other people may have that I now have viewing my content Mm -hmm. and also I think it's really important especially now in society with how much like body hate and insecurity causing adverts there are it's like important to have a little I just want to be like a little safe space little safe corner and it's just I love doing this so much and Mm -hmm. if that means I can also help people with it that's amazing and makes me so happy (laughs) it's brilliant and you know in speaking about insecurities and in in the lens of social media why do you think the trends surrounding women's bodies are so dangerous so we've all seen those memes or those that content of how the ideal female body shape has changed over time you know whether it's kim kardashian or kate moss in the 90s or athletic in the 80s or you know back to marilyn monroe why are these trends so dangerous for for modern women? So I think they're dangerous, really dangerous, because they constantly change basically every decade. If you compare like early 2000s, people would turn around and ask, does this make my butt look big? Yeah. Or even in the 90s. And now it's does this make my butt look big? Like it better make it look big. So imagine someone like (laughs) having to change the size of their butt to fit Mm -hmm. into the societal standards in a span of a decade. And it's just insane because the amount of uh, Brazilian butt lifts, BBLs Mm -hmm. that increased in the Mm -hmm. last like few years is crazy. I don't know the exact statistic, but I remember seeing this and being like, that is kind of, it makes me feel a bit sad because that trend is again going to change in a few years to a decade. And Mm -hmm. then, yeah, it's just a lot of money that goes into the beauty industry as well. And the fact that we can't actually really change our bone structure and muscles Mm -hmm. and these different body types that are going in and out of trend have different bone structure and muscle structure. So you, you just can't win with them. And Mm -hmm. it's feeding off of our insecurities constantly and creating more and more insecurities and which causes uh, body dysmorphia and like eating disorders and all of that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, capitalism and the beauty industry, I could go on and on about it because it's honestly, the beauty industry is like a billion dollar industry and Mm -hmm. it literally profits off of our insecurities that they Mm -hmm. created. So, And do you think that that sort of comes from the patriarchy as well? So how would you say that things like the male gaze and the patriarchy influence the body acceptance movement? Yeah, I do feel like patriarchy has like a massive role to play in it because Mm. it's created this image of like the perfect woman. I can't remember exactly which decade it was, but thinking back to when it was like the perfect housewife who cooks Mm -hmm. and cleans and when the husband comes home, the dinner is there and everything like that. And I have this like 
image in my head I feel like a lot of us do when we picture it it's like the little dress that flows out and the Mm -hmm. apron on and just Mm -hmm. like smiling and I feel like a lot if not all of the beauty standards or yeah all of that is like just created by the patriarchy and influenced highly by the male gaze and it is this like created image and standard and whenever we move away from it or like with things like the body positivity movement or body acceptance movement or body neutrality movement it's like trying to normalize normal bodies just existing and I've noticed a lot of the pushback is mainly from men and I've had comments from men especially being like no man wants that and I'm like I don't want a man who wouldn't want me like yeah I, why are you assuming yeah. I'm also like looking or existing for men it yeah, just or for it a irritates guy like that. me yeah yeah exactly it's interesting what you said about the 1950s housewife thing because this sort of leads into the the next uh question that I had which was about body hair and why some women might feel like having body hair is dirty or bad and going back to what we were saying about capitalism I read somewhere that back in the 50s they invented they started advertising like women having smooth legs and that that's when they started advertising body hair as being dirty and unfeminine and that sort of carried on and and it, now we're still feeling the effects of it now but it was all just a money making thing for razor companies because men they were selling lots of men razors for men's razors for their beards and they they were like how can we open up the market and target women as well but why why do you think that some women might feel like having body hair is dirty or or bad it's so funny because I literally searched the same statistic and I was going to talk about that oh really yeah (laughs) and I got like a whole quote ready I was like yes to expand their market promoted the idea that body hair on women is inherently masculine and indelicate as well as unhygienic yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I think yeah marketing and the way it's been marketed to us Mm -hmm. and now it's like subconsciously ingrained in us because of these like unwritten societal rules that have taught us that oh women need to shave because otherwise we'll be unhygienic which is Mm -hmm. just silly because regardless of gender armpit hair or like leg hair is the same hair (laughs) it's body hair (laughs) (laughs) and it's weird because the hair on our head isn't considered dirty but you know other body hair might be considered dirty and it's just uh, yeah I find it really fascinating how we've sort of changed our perspective on this it's it's so interesting yeah and I've noticed so many people are like bullied for it yeah and because of like the way it is marketed also have you noticed in um most shaving ads they're already shaved before they do the shave oh my god yes (laughs) (laughs) bestie what is happening (laughs) bestie no you're gonna get in groans (laughs) yeah you're gonna get razor burn (laughs) oh my god and have have you found that the more because you've done um a bit of content around um body hair acceptance and neutrality like you were saying have you found that you're more confident now that you are more outspoken about it and you know how have your friends and the people around you sort of reacted to that it was really interesting because back in my uni days so when I kind of started doing all of the body acceptance content on my Instagram Mm -hmm. I decided to just grow out my leg hair and my arm hair because Mm I normally did that anyway during the winter because I was like there's no point like huge mood I do it too yeah (laughs) (laughs) and um I had a long-term boyfriend at the time Mm. and basically I at one point 
This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Just, I was just kind of going through like a little exploration phase with my body, and I was like, I'm just going to grow out all my body mm-hmm. hair, bleach it, and dye it pink. So I did that. It didn't Amazing. last very long because, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so because dramatic. I was like sweating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, what is the most dramatic thing I can do? <laughs> yeah. Zero to 100. <laughs> That's so Oh, I love me. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that. The the dye didn't last long because I was in South Africa and it was sweating I was like sweating so much. So oh, no. anyway. <laughs> yeah. I can say that I've done that though. Yeah. But yeah, basically I don't know how my boyfriend's friends found out about it. well, they weren't even his friends. They were just like in his um class. <laughs> and this one guy came up to him and was like how do you feel that your girl doesn't shave? And then oh, he was just God. like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, <laughs> if I don't shave, then why should she shave? And I was just like, thank you for oh. being the best. <laughs> he is he still your boyfriend or is he a past oh no boyfriend? no past boyfriend? But we're still good friends. 
you hear someone you need in your corner. I feel like you need someone fighting the cause alongside you. When people have those negative comments, like I bet, do you have people in your community when you get trolls, but people just go at them for you? Oh yes, definitely. I who you need in your life. (laughs) You just go do it. (laughs) Sometimes it's like you don't have the energy to, or like you just eh, you don't want to. So, but yeah, also, um, I've noticed like all of my friends at the time and Mm. even now, like they're absolutely incredible human beings. And I've Mm -hmm. been so blessed to be surrounded by such kind and accepting people because, you know, they didn't even like bat an eye. They were just like, oh, cool. (laughs) I feel like it's so great that you've got friends like that. Like I've definitely still got, you know, friends that would look negatively upon body hair that are female. And I think that comes from a certain internalized misogyny. And sometimes I feel it too. And I think challenging that can be really difficult. So how do you think we can begin to challenge our internalized misogyny and our bias when it comes to body hair? Because do you know what I mean? I feel like it's just it's residual from when you're a teenager and people are telling you it's gross and stuff. But how do you challenge that? Yeah, so I think it really depends on the person. Like for me, (laughs) I know it's not for everyone, the the route that I chose where I was like, let's just go hard or go home. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But basically kind of asking yourself why you're shaving and Mm -hmm. if that reason resonates with you and you are fully comfortable with it. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I think just questioning a lot of it is where is a good place to start because Mm. the arguments such as like it's unhygienic for women to have body hair. It's like, why, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. Because realistically and scientifically, that doesn't make sense. Because then that would mean that all body hair would be unhygienic. Yeah, so let's just shave our heads. Like, let's just all be bald. (laughs) Exactly. But then it's like, because the body hair is meant to be there. And my favorite thing that people say is like, if it wasn't meant to be there, it wouldn't be there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, our body doesn't grow this hair for fun. It's not like, hee hee. Hair for you. <laughs> it knows you hate it and it's just out to get you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, capitalism? Should I keep growing hair so we can like keep society going? <laughs> keep spending money. No. <laughs> yeah. It's that evil. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I also highly recommend following like, especially women who mm-hmm. show their body hair on like social media platforms. Yeah. I know uh, Queen Essie, she is good to follow on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like she has a lot of body hair acceptance and talks a lot about her body body hair acceptance journey. So, yeah. And I feel like also if you have a friend or someone close to you that is like down to do it with you and kind of like unpack these things together or just like grow your leg hair out during the summer, it's a vibe when you have someone doing it with you. So true. And I feel like as well, you um the more you see things, the more normal they they are. And like that's kind of like why you said following things and changing the narrative around you and changing what you come into contact with every day on social, like even if it's not real life, is is a great first step. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, just do what is ultimately comfortable and makes you happy. And if that means not shaving, then don't shave. If that means shave, then shave or whatever form of body hair mm-hmm. removal methods you want to use and which areas on your body you want to remove hair from. Going in a little bit to um, fat phobia, 
I'd love if you could talk to me a little bit about thin privilege and how fat phobia influences this, because you do some really great work in this space as well. I think just normalizing normal bodies, which is such a strange statement because normal bodies should <laughs> yeah. be normalized. But um, but yeah, if you could chat to us a little bit, a bit about this, because I'd just love to get your viewpoint on it. Yeah. So in my personal opinion, I feel like because fat phobia exists, it's kind of like the driving force and the reason why thin privilege exists. And this isn't like me saying that thin people don't have struggles. Everyone has struggles. But the way that people in larger bodies are treated in society Mm. is actually, it is so horrible how some people are treated and how some people think that's completely okay to judge Mm -hmm. someone based on the size of their body. And then that means like, oh, I can bully you now. Because for me, like I am still a very small body Mm -hmm. and some of the comments that I receive over the years, it's disgusting Mm. the extent that people go to and how much anger and hate there is and how people assume that, oh, go gym is like the fix to everything. I'm just like... Yeah, and there's so many other ways. There's so many other ways to determine health as well, like apart from our size. Like I just think... It's it's crazy because one of my other questions for you was the personal hatred that we have for our bodies and if it's something natural or something learnt. But if you think about an animal in the wild, like it doesn't get doesn't care what it looks like. It and like it it's just so interesting and it is so sad that we spend so much time thinking about these things. But when you're saying that you know the bullying and the hatred that comes from people who are fat phobic, it's like they have this sense of superiority over fat people and that they can speak down to them but it's yeah where does that come from like is it where do you think it comes from I think it's definitely learned because Mm. that's not like a normal way to treat people (laughs) at all and um I mean it comes from like people's parents their like immediate family what they're exposed to um exposed to exposure to media because Mm. if you look at what um, especially magazines in 90s and the early 2000s, they were disgusting. They're like top mm. 30 bodies and top worst bodies. And then they would just put pictures of celebrities who have like a tiny bit of cellulite and be like, oh, horrific, horrible, yeah. disgusting. Can't believe they let themselves go. And mm. I think a lot of people like maybe their parents internalized that and and spoke to themselves that way and then spoke around their kids that way about themselves or towards their kids or projected their insecurities onto their children. And then these kids are then growing up and saying things like this in schools or just on social media. And I feel like because of social media, you can hide so easily and not put a face or a name to like what you're saying so you can kind of like use that as an outlet to bully people to get rid of all the like negativity and anger in yourself so I feel like that's why it's just gotten so insanely normalized and like big to bully people and like as well as self-hatred like the same form is like how it's like formed because if your parents are talking about and saying like, oh, I need to go on a diet, like, I wish my legs didn't look like this. You're going to look at your legs later or whenever, like, especially as a child, you look at yourself and mirror what your parent does. So if your parent is saying all these things, you're going to internalize it subconsciously and think these things. So yeah, I definitely do think it is 
all learned rather than being like innate. I found it really interesting as well when you said people might make anonymous accounts to hide and The ironic thing is, is that they are hiding because they don't want to be at risk of people calling them out or, you know, calling out their insecurities or knowing who they are or have it impact their own life. But the fact that they're they're hiding, so no one will do that to them. So then they can go and do that to other people is just like, what goes through people's heads? Yeah, it it really, at first it like confused and angered me. But nowadays it kind of like, obviously I do still get upset because it does hit like, Mm. It's like when they strike a little trigger for you, it's like, that one hurt, thanks. Yeah. Um, But like, I do still feel like very, very, very bad for them because the amount of that pain that person must be going through, like definitely not the right way to go about dealing with your hurt. But yeah, hurt people hurt people. I guess it's a saying because it's it's true. Yeah. That's such a tolerant and empathetic way to look at it. I feel, yeah. Very impressed and proud of you that you can look at it in that way because I think so many people like just instantly, you know, and hatred just fuels hatred, doesn't it? When people are angry about this, then they're just putting more anger out into the world. But if you can try and look at something from someone else's point of view, I suppose that's the first step to sort of finding some sort of peace with these things. Yeah, like I do still (laughs) get those little triggery upset moments. I'm like, a hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know we spoke briefly about um, cleaning your social media feed of any anyone that is influencing you negatively and mentally and sort of introducing new people and, and changing what you see every day. Is there any other tips that you think, you know, people could learn from if they are feeling the effects of capitalism and society telling them that they have these things wrong with them when they actually don't? Yeah, I, I feel like also like in terms of social media, if mm-hmm. it is someone who like you know personally that you can't unfollow. Mm-hmm. A really fun tip that I like to use is muting people's stories. A really fun tip. <laughs> fun tip. If you don't want to cause problems in your personal life, mute people. Because <laughs> some people take it really like personally. So I'm yeah. like, okay, I'd rather not deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think also just kind of keeping this in mind Mm. and reminding yourself that <laughs> capitalism is a thing yeah and they're profiting and creating insecurities so do you really need to like buy these things or I think it's better to kind of place all of that energy that you would on worrying about which products to buy instead putting it out into like searching for things either like on YouTube or self-help books mm. for me have helped a lot because I just kind of like first of all it like stops your spiral thinking for mm-hmm. me at least and I'm just like fully focusing on this like video or book mm-hmm. and just taking the little tips that it has to like grow my self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you grow your self-acceptance, you kind of internalize those things and can switch it to when you're trying to accept your body. And yeah, I think also starting with body neutrality is a good step. It's kind mm-hmm. of like the stepping stone into body acceptance for me at least. Yep. because it really just says like your body is a body it functions in the way it's meant to function appearance isn't a thing that you should stress out about yeah because it is functioning well yeah and and also maybe feeling grateful as well like grateful that you have a body that works and grateful that you have a body that can allow you to have sex or enjoy food or go for a run or you know even having like eyes to read those books and just consume some 
something that makes you smarter. You know, like I f- it's so easy to get wrapped up in, oh, I wish I had this or I wish I had a flat stomach or I wish I didn't have cellulite. But then you just think of what, you know, what so many people wish for that you have and you f- it feels so shallow, doesn't it, once you think of it like that? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like reminding yourself of that, but then I know sometimes it'll be harder to shift the thought into mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. which is where like, body neutrality is also good but Mm -hmm. yeah it it really puts it into perspective when you think about the things that your body can do rather than not like oh what does my body not look like I think another thing for me in terms of stopping that negative thought spiral is putting work into other areas of your life that you know aren't to do with the way you look and maybe that's about how you feel or you know if it's um, journaling and that can sort of you know, increase your emotional intelligence or I read a lot of books. So every time I finish a new book, I've got like a big list and I put it on there and I just look at it and I'm like, I've just like consumed all this knowledge and I feel like I'm helping to make myself smarter. Or, you know, if you, if you reach out to your mom and you just have like a great like hour conversation, you can just think like, I'm just nurturing that connection. It's like, you can put all the energy that, you know, hating your body is using into something that's productive that um, you can feel proud of in another sense. I think that's like something that I try and do as well. Yeah, definitely. That is such a good tip as well. And it's so funny because I just literally yesterday Mm. made a YouTube video on tips of what to do when you're having a bad body image day. So it does touch on like a lot of different tips that I haven't really seen in many places, but Amazing. What what kind of tips are those? And um, I'll put a link in the episode description as well so everyone can go and check it out. Yeah, so they're kind of like, <laughs> so there's the typical like stay in the present moment. Yeah. But then finding, um, using grounding techniques as like anchor thoughts to stop your brain from focusing on the negativity spiraling. Ooh, what kind of grounding techniques? Yeah, so basically like naming five things that you can see, five things that you can smell, five things that you can feel, and then physically like going around and like feeling them like, oh, I can feel the carpet on my floor and then like touching it and then really thinking about like, oh, what texture is this? It's a really good uh, grounding technique for anxiety as well if you're about to have a panic attack. Oh, I love that. that. Is what I, I love having yeah. anxiety. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> the roughest. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Legit. Not a vibe. Oh, I'm going to have to go and watch this. I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still in the process of editing it, but it should be up in a few days. <laughs> but yeah, like also this is like the one that's like a bit different mm. where I like to give my brain a name and then give myself 10 minutes to rant and say all the bad things that are spiraling Yeah, and then think about them and then put a timer on for the five to 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Once that timer is off, you take that name that you gave your brain. I call mine Karen. (laughs) Classic. I'm like, okay, Karen, we thought about these things. I said, we already discussed it. So we're going to compartmentalize and move it and not think about it until the next time we need to, which is not now. It is not today. No. It is another time, Karen. And then also when you physically move into another room from where you did that whole activity in, Mm. it because of the physical movement, it also helps the brain compartmentalize that as well. Oh my God. Do you know what I read about this, um, the changing rooms thing? So you know how Ooh. sometimes it's, it, this is so fascinating. So you know how sometimes when you walk into the next room and then you're like, what did I come in here for? And you're like, I can't yes. remember. So that is, that's like your brain resetting. But apparently now there's also like the digital version of that. So you change apps and it has the same effect of walking through a door and your brain resetting. Because you know how sometimes you'll like swipe out of an app and you were going to like transfer someone money or you were going to like check up on 
how a post is doing or something in a in a different app and you just completely blank and you're like what what was I doing it's the same thing but it's like the digital version of that that makes so much sense right? and I hate that there's like now a digital version I everything know. is becoming digitalized <laughs> I know I feel like such an old grandma when I hate it but now I'm like I just wish the internet would fuck off like <laughs> yeah, no, literally yeah oh uh, yeah it is not Oh. Great, but it is where we are. <laughs> no, and it's like our whole livelihood as well. But at least we're using the internet to try and make it make it a better place. And um, yeah, thank you so much for for coming on the podcast. Honestly, I I honestly love your Instagram, and I'm someone who's always struggled with body issues, and I think that just comes from I don't know my background, everything we spoke about. And um, yeah, I, I really do think that it is a safe corner of Instagram when I go, and I'm sick of seeing scrolling and seeing people calling out people's outfits at the at the Oscars and stuff I'm like you know what I'm sick of this negative vibe so yeah. go on Sarah's page <laughs> oh thank you so much um, that is so sweet to hear it makes me like yay yay I did it <laughs> yeah, yeah thank you so much for coming on I hope you enjoyed my chat with the lovely Sarah. Please let me know on my Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, whatever, if you have any stories or thoughts of your own to share about the podcast. Love and elbow taps. Peace. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.